Welcome, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by Cultivate Network, where we get real with life, leadership, and church planting. Here's your host. Focus. We talked last week about what has your focus. Let's dive in deeper this week on focused faith. Focused faith. Focused faith. What do you think that means when we say focused faith? What does that mean to you? Focused faith to me is you're focusing on on by whom you have faith in and not just the object of of your request. So growing up uh, as a young Christian, I would focus, I would think, I would have told you 17 years ago, 15 years ago, probably even that focus faith means I'm focusing on what I need, what I want, focusing on who. Oh, boy, that's tough. Man, that's really good. That's a real way to look at it. So focused faith is focusing on the Lord, not so much on our problem, but on the one that has the solution. I like it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I like it. So in Scripture, there's many different times that we see individuals that had focused faith. Yeah. We know what the book of Hebrews tells us in chapter 12 when we look at the focused faith, what faith truly is. Now, faith is the substance of thing, ho- things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, whereby it the elders obtained a good report. I mean, we see this. We know what faith is, and we know that they had faith to believe that there was some better thing for us. Mm -hmm. I think that's wonderful to think about, how wonderful that is that the Lord has something better for us. So last week we talked about a specific woman in the Bible that had focused faith, and that was the woman, a certain woman with the issue of blood. And how beautiful this story is to see that 12 years of her life, she had been afflicted with this this bleeding disorder, we'll say. She was considered unclean among everybody that would have put a, a stereotype on her. She right. was unclean because she had an issue of blood. She would have been had to have been separated. She'd suffered many things at the hand of many different physicians. She'd spent all that she had. But then a day came that changed everything for mm-hmm. her in a moment of time. Yes. Everything changed in a moment. The man, Jesus, came walking through the town. And this woman had focused faith that knew that if she could get to the master, that everything in her life would be different. Mm. That's amazing. <clears throat> Do we have that today, that focused faith? That knows and says that it doesn't matter what I face. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. My faith and my focus is going to be on the Lord Jesus Christ, upon him, upon what he's done. And I'm going to let my light shine for him, regardless of the naysayers, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the situation. Mm. Will my faith be focused or will I be drowned by the noise of the crowd? Mm. The answer to that, Anthony, is probably few and far between. Isn't it? And thanks for you know, being honest. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> this. I'm like, Lord, I believe. I have faith. Yes. But help thou my unbelief. Boy, that's I'm, so true. I'm like, so think about the amount of faith that it took for this certain woman mm-hmm. to press through the crowd that day and, and touch touch the hem of his garment. Um, 
This woman risked it all. Yeah. Risked being arrested. Risked oh, yeah. being ridiculed, ostracized. Mm-hmm. This is a society that doesn't um at the during the cult, you know, the culture of the time. Women were were not uh, not necessarily by the public at large recognized as as much and as well as they are today, right? So they were they were sometimes marginalized and pushed, especially women that had a health condition. Yep, and they were they were put aside. So she risked it all. Yeah, and knowing that 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 she would have been called unclean, called names, ridiculed, even maybe physically injured, uh, maybe maybe have facing penalties that would have cost her a lot just to get to touch Jesus. So she risked it all. That kind of faith yeah. that says, you know what? It's all on the line. I'm going to I'm going to give up my 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 dignity. I'm going to give up my reputation. I'm going to give up my freedom just to touch the hem of his garment because she understood something that I feel like that that so many people, especially God bless the USA, doesn't quite get is that despite what we have access to, we have a desperate need for Jesus Christ. She'd already failed at trying everything else. So in this moment, she knew that he was her only hope. And if we could come to that place of desperation to where we know that he is it, there is none, no hope, no sustainability, no future, no hope for life without him, then boy, I believe our faith would grow grow big because he would be it. We wouldn't trust ourselves or our economy or 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 the stock market or a loan officer or friends as much because we would know that nobody has access to what we really, really need. So that's the Hebrews 11 faith, not Hebrews 12, as I said earlier. Come that's on. the Hebrews 11 faith <laughs> that says, I, I know in whom I have believed and I have committed that to him against that day. That's that faith that says, I know that without a shadow of a doubt, I don't care what the naysayer says. I don't care what society says. I know that I know that I know. So an interesting fact that we brought out was the amount of money that's spent each year mm-hmm. on self-help. Um, so let me ask you this. Let's have a real conversation. <clears throat> Is self-help a lack of faith in God that I need to try to have somebody else to try to speak into my life because I ain't got enough faith to see this happen in my life? So I have to reach out to self-help books motivational speakers, personal coaches, and these people are trying to uplift me because I can't have faith in God? Or am I so single-minded, single-eyed on worldly things that I have replaced spiritual things with worldly things, thinking that that's where my answer will come? My answer to that is it depends. Okay. And, And the reason I say it depends, it depends on the perspective of the person who is who is lifting the other person up. So if you go back to Aaron and her when Moses was was there, um, those were two that were around him to encourage him to lift him up and to hold his hands up when when things were were not going well for him and he was too tired. So one may coin that as self help. One may coin that as a is as a personal coach. Um, but I would say that as long as long as what I'm reading, 
what I, the person who is coaching me is really discipling me and pointing me back to Jesus and mm-hmm. not not pointing to within you know because a lot of the self-help world will say the help is within you mm-hmm. no, the help is within Christ yeah. and if if my coach is actually discipling me to be a stronger and better Christian to have more faith in him and leaning the the crux of of the thesis of what he's teaching or the book is 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 teaching is pointing me back to the cross, then yeah. But if it points you to human effort, then absolutely you're wasting your money. And if I'm spending, if if eight hundred million dollars is spent on on human effort, yeah, then bless God, we're wasting our money. <laughs> and, but if you're if you're investing in if you're investing in 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 seeking God and putting your putting your faith in Him and in in your coach. And your, and the motivational speaker is speaking truth into your life, right? Is telling you just what the Word of God says and pointing you to Jesus. Then you can get that for free if you if you if you attend your, your, your a really good church on a Sunday or a weekend. Then you could get that for free, and not have to spend one billion dollars getting it. And and you know. So if uh, I'm going to coin that again, if your motivational speaker is speaking truth into your life and speaking Christ to you, then bless God, go get one. <laughs> if your coach is telling you what you need to hear, pointing you back at Jesus, get a coach. If your book, the self help book, is actually Christ help book, then yeah, buy the book. But if it's pointing to your effort, you're wasting your money. So you don't believe we're living our best life now, then, right? No. <laughs> and I agree. So the numbers are staggering, like Jamie said. The self-help books, $800 million a year spent Unreal. in self-help. Personal coaches, $27 million. And my absolute favorite, the motivational speaker one, $1 billion annually. A billion, billion dollars annually to tell you to make, to make you feel better, to motivate you to do something. My friend... If Jesus going to the cross and dying for your sins ain't motivation enough to live for God, then there's something wrong. Mm. My goodness, that's tough. Mm. We need to be like the Apostle Paul, Philippians 3 and 14. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Yes. There's a prize and there's a mark to reach. Mm. It's not easy. No. If it's easy, big deal. I mean, anybody could do it. Yeah. There's nothing easy about it's being... It's a war. It is a total it's a war. war. Absolutely. And we talked about that last week, too. The flesh and the spirit are warring constantly. And it's a it's a battle. Mm-hmm. Some days, let's be honest, some days my flesh wins. It's yep. easy. I mean, because it, yeah. it's the easy route. It's the easy route. And I stumble and I fall. Yeah. Thank the Lord for a merciful Father. And so much of the self-help world will appeal to the flesh. Yes, Oh. And that's where that's where we stray because mm-hmm. when we when we try to beat the flesh with the flesh when when human nature tries to beat it beat human nature by human nature then it's you're you're destined for failure. The only way is to win this is through Christ and and to allow the spirit man to live and flourish. Yeah, that's right. So in the crowd that day mm. where the certain yes. woman was you had really two types of people. <laughs> you had the one that was there on purpose, that had the focused faith. Yep. And then you had the others that were after just a thought, just yeah. to say, I was there. I touched him as he walked by. 
And this all changes in the next chapter. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. This chapter is unique in the Bible. This specific one is unique because one chapter over, as the people would come out, every, this at this instant changed everything in Scripture. And for all you Bible readers out there, go back and get in your Bible and go into Mark chapter 6 and read in the very last of it that as he came into other... After this event... As he went into other towns and villages, everyone that came out and touched him were made whole. But at this instant, there was one woman, a certain woman that was made whole. At this time, they were there to have the prize. I'm not washing this hand for a week. I touched touched the Messiah. I touched the one named Jesus. Mm. You know this one that's going out and doing all these great miracles? Can you you can see him sitting around the table talking about, hey, I went and touched Jesus today. Nothing happened to me, but I touched him. But then you had another woman, a certain woman, that went back when she went home that evening. Right. Man, where was you at today? Right. Let me tell you what happened yeah. to me. <laughs> well, you know, those two approaches, Aunt, are, you know, one of those appeals to the flesh. Very much. My daughter went to a concert, a, a Christian concert, a few, about a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and she came back with a t shirt. The t shirt had the cologne of one of the singers because she got to, you know, I guess she got close enough to hug him or whatever. <laughs> and so she's not washed the t shirt because it still has his cologne on it. And. It, it yes, it upset me that that yeah. she you know, but but the thing is, I asked her. I said, so it was a it was a Christian concert. Did you worship or did you worship him or you know what was the, you know, and and so, but I think that those two people you just described in the scripture, one of those are like Jaylee, my daughter, which is uh, just wanting to get the t shirt mm-hmm. right to to say I was there. I got the th- I got the plaque. I got, I got the, the plaque. <laughs> I, I got I was yeah. I was there. I got the autograph. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's a certain woman that said, "No, I've got to live. Oh, I need him. I love it. I need him." Such a powerful event mm. that took place here. Such a powerful event. And here's what's so cool about this event. So she pressed through the crowd. She pressed through where, as the Bible said, all these people were thronging him. In other words, they were all pressing in to touch him, to grab a hold of him. And here he would have went through the town. And you can almost see his disciples kind of like bodyguards. Hey, back up. Let let the Uh master come through. Let Uh him come through. But everybody reaching and grabbing. And this certain woman... Many pictures that we see, see her, if you look at any depictions, you see her on the ground as she's kind of crawling yeah. to try to get away from all that. Man, there could have been people. If that, if that was true, and granted, she touched the hem of his garment. She yeah. touched the very bottom. Yeah. In other words, that w- twisted wool part mm-hmm. that would have been hanging off of that prayer shawl, off of him. So it would have been on the bottom. Yeah. If this is true... And she was crawling to get to him. Man, there'd been people stepping on her. Yeah. Oh, this is a totally different take. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a totally different take. Uh, imagine the bruises that were oh on her body. Oh, my gosh. Imagine for just a moment. The crowd would have been, the as they were thronging Jesus, they were stepping on her to do it. But she pressed. Mm. She pressed forward. Because she knew, man, if I can just break through. If I can just break through. And think of oh. think of the world today. How many people, by effort of of to to get the t shirt, to get the credit mm. of being there, step on people yep. that are truly and, and minimize and, and put underneath them them the people that are just just desperate to get to Jesus. Oh. And man, 
Oh, it's a totally different. That strikes. It strikes hard. Yeah. It strikes hard because that's society, right? That's the world we live in. That's what everybody wants. They want they want it to be about them. <clears throat> like like we talked about. Yeah. Man, I've got I I went, I got the award, I got the plaque, I got I got the t-shirt, <laughs> I've got the pictures, yeah. I got the autograph selfie. to prove it. I got the selfie with them. But what do I really have? Yeah. Nothing. That's so empty. And it really it is. That's empty. That was that was pleasure for a season <clears throat> yeah. to the flesh. Yeah. The time will come you'll look back at that and be like, man, that was a waste. So that says you can be in the right place. Yes. With the right people. Yes. With the wrong mindset. Absolutely. And go home empty. Empty. And I think if we could know, if we could see that as we gather to worship, we're gonna go worship today, that that we that if we approach the throne of the King of Kings haphazardly, yeah. in a way that is lackadaisical, casual, then then are we truly understanding how desperate that we need this Savior that is that has died on the cross for us and risen again and pursued mm. us with oh. relentless love? That, that we need Him, yeah. For life, exactly, and, and and how how many times I'm talking about me have I casually approached a oh, worship a, a session of worship season of worship? Me too, and 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 not really taken into account the 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 severity of of how much I need him, how yeah. awesome it is yes. that he, and I think that that so many times we um, not that we intend to, it's yeah. the flesh, it's natural, it is, but but this woman understood at a different level, she did. She was purpose-driven this day. She, she was. was purpose-driven. So she presses through the crowd. She gets to the master. She touches his garment. Yeah. She touches him, and immediately yeah. she is made whole. Mm-hmm. Not next week. Not, not three years later. No. Immediately, Jesus did in a moment, in, in a nanosecond of time, what nobody else was able to do for the last 12 years. Yeah. It's amazing what Christ can do if we will just let him have control mm. and that we reach out with faith, believing, <clears throat> knowing that he is able yeah. to do exceeding abundantly more than what we could ever ask, yeah. think, or imagine. And then everything changed after 12 years of suffrage, 12 years of yeah. just absolute misery, broke, mm. friends turned against her, family, I'm sure. As she left that day going to do this, she's probably told him, man, I'm going to go see yeah. Jesus. And if yeah. I can just touch him, they've been sitting back thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. that's another waste of your time, buddy. You go bless your heart. You go. We'll be here when you get back and you'll be suffering still. Man. But she stepped out in faith. And in a nanosecond of time, yeah. everything changed. Wow. And, and, and something we can learn from this moment, Anthony, is if we could come, because she approached him different than anybody approached him there. That's right. Oh. If anybody there had been able to talk to him, they probably would have said, "Hey, I have uh, look at look at me, look at my rep, look at what I've done, look what I've achieved." Mm-hmm. But what this woman came to him with was empty. Yes. And if we could, because she had emptied the tank, That's she right. tried everything else. If we knew, if we truly came to mm-hmm. Jesus. Empty, not with the resume, not with accolade, not with trophies, not with how much I gave or how much I did. No, no, no. How many mission trips I've been on? No, no. no. You approach him. We approach him 
empty-handed. We have yep. nothing to offer him yep. that would be of any value greater than what he has already done for us. That's right. Us. She came empty. Yes. If we could empty ourselves of ourselves oh, and approach Lord. his throne with hands grasping for his, just for his, just the hem of his garment, understanding that we have nothing to bring to the table. Yes. We are no good. We need him. We need him. My dad, growing up, he sung a song. Very, it's a, it's a familiar song. And it literally starts out, it says, empty and broken. Empty and broken. I came back to him. A vessel unworthy, so scarred by sin. But he did not despair. He started over. He started over again, and I bless the day that he didn't throw the clay away. Mm. You know, and that. But, and you're so right. If we could be empty of ourselves, I think that was a key word in what you said there, because we we're so full of ourselves that it's hard for us to get over ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We have to get that out of the way. Yeah. Self has to die. Mm-hmm. If it is a true statement, and I believe it to be true, I believe that she probably was on her hands and knees pressing through that crowd that day. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe she came in. Mm-hmm. What did that represent? Humility. Yes. She came yes, humbly. Yes, yes. If I can just get there, I'm going to crawl. I'm going to whatever it takes. I'm going to kick. I'm going to scream. I'm going to get to the master, whatever it takes. Yes. Nothing's going to stop me. Yes. But she had a humble heart, but she also had boldness in faith. She had that laser-focused faith. Now, the Bible calls her a certain woman up until the point that Jesus turns and looks at her. And in fear, whenever she heard this, because Jesus said, he said, who who touched me? His disciples say, see us, the multitude thronging thee, and thou ask us who toucheth thee? In other words, they were saying, what are you thinking? Everybody's touching you. You're asking us who touched you? Everybody here's touching you. (laughs) But he knew yep. he knew the touch. He knew yeah. the difference between the touch of one just wanting the selfie and he knew the one of the touch that had the focused faith mm. saying, I'm empty, yes. I'm broken, myself is out of the way, I'm here for the master. Yeah. She she knew she could do it if she could just get a hold of him. Yeah. And when it happened, Jesus felt that. Yep. Now everything changed. No longer is she referred to as a certain woman. Mm. Something changed. What changed, Jamie? Mm. <laughs> she's no longer is a certain woman. Jesus looks at her after she explains what she'd done because she was afraid. Oh, man. She knew that she was healed instantly as well. Yep. And she turned and she was fear and trembling. She told him all that had happened. And Jesus didn't look at her and say, woman, go this way, do that. Everything changed when you have an encounter with the master. Yep. What did he look at her and say? Daughter. Daughter. <laughs> She was given a new name. She was given a new lease on life. Everything changed for her in that moment of time. No longer was she the a certain woman with an issue of blood. Now she was a daughter mm. of the king of all kings <laughs> and uh, the lord of all lords. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That moment. Mm. That oh, moment. That moment. And, and imagine oh. the people that were stepping on her, pushing her aside. Yes. Calling Thank her unclean. Yes. yes. The moment that and she was unknown. That's right. Unknown and unclean. Yes. And when he called her daughter, imagine 
everybody's head turning because he hadn't caught anybody. He hadn't said that. I mean, you go back in the in in the gospels. He he didn't just come out and say that. Very. I mean, these people had never heard him probably call anybody son or daughter. That's right. I mean, to to the record. Yeah. But that moment, what? Yeah, daughter. <laughs> and and the, could you imagine they helped her up? They probably helped her up, mm-hmm. and was probably started, you know, just letting her, escorting her along the journey because, yeah. because everything changed because he gave her a new name. Yeah, I had an, an, in an in an instant, in an instant. So in life, we're going to be called a lot of things. Yeah, uh, my name's Anthony. Your name's Jamie. Uh, I'm also referred to one that I hold in high esteem as dad, husband. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people call me at work, they call me boss. Yeah. But no man, name, no name means more to me than son. Yeah. That name means more to me than any other name that I could be named. Yeah. Can you imagine what it meant to her mm. that day? <laughs> That she was no longer just an unclean woman. Yeah. She was a daughter of the king. (laughs) Powerful. That is powerful. Powerful. Mm. So, guys, we pray that that you can understand in our heart that we want you to to know him, to hear him say, daughter, son, to understand that he loves you with a relentless love. Yes. Despite what... Other definitions that people have given you of you, oh. that only he can define you hey, and man. who you are. So mm. have that focused faith. Whatever that is, let it be focused on one, and that is Jesus, and touch him. Because he said he's the very present help in the time of need. He will not run from you. Nope. He's running to you. Oh. Reach for him. He hears you. He loves you. And he wants to call you daughter. He wants to call you son. Guys, we love you so much. We thank you for listening in. And uh, tune in next week. We're going to continue the series. We love you. Until then, keep it real. Thank you for listening to The Real Life Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please share a comment and follow us on Facebook. And until next time, keep it real.